Hey guys, I'm Garrett. And I'm Jason, and welcome to the Small Town Pilgrims Podcast. John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So, get ready for the truth. Welcome to Small Oh, I'm sorry, Garrett. I forgot to take my mask off, bud. <laughs> Welcome to Small Town Pilgrims. Uh, my name is Jason. This is episode three. My name is Garrett, and this is episode three. And we are ready to give you <laughs> out oh, of wait, con- I thought I was supposed to do that. Well, I guess we oh. could both do it. I mean, it's <laughs> Paul repeats stuff all the time in Romans, so why don't we repeat stuff on here? We can. But uh, we just wanted to come out at the beginning of this and say we're not mask haters. Um, I don't mind wearing them to protect people and to protect my family. Garrett's wife is a uh, healthcare professional, and so he doesn't mind them either. Well, you may hate mine. Uh, it's got a big Alabama. Uh, well, uh, you can wear a loser mask all you want. <laughs> Just because they're in the national championship playoffs doesn't mean they're national champions. Isn't that the yeah. argument? Isn't that the no, argument? Yes. Well, yeah, but it's all right. As long as it doesn't mess up your majestic beard, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it does that. Well, if anything, a mask helps my bro stash and goatee to lay flatter. So <laughs> it's all good for me. Yeah. Because they, they kind of, my, uh, my facial hair kind of curls up, as you know. Um, and goes wild. <laughs> we wanted to do a different kind of podcast this time. This one probably isn't going to be as long as our review in Romans. Um, something me and you are both kind of passionate about is all these verses taken out of context. Yeah, I mean, but we used them all of our lives out of context. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what we want to do is kind of maybe bring these things back into context course you know me like you've known me long enough to know that my least favorite thing is a cliche i absolutely hate cliches <laughs> yep. and a lot of times we turn these out of context verses into that which makes me be like Ugh, you know so i'd rather get them back into context and uh let's 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 do them right you know what i mean yeah so um that being said we're gonna go to the king of all out-of-context verses, we're going to start with the with the big boy first, right? And what is that? Philippians 4.13. Philippians 4.13, ladies and gentlemen. If you're in your Reformed Reformation Study Bible, it's on page 2,115. 2,115. 2,115. If you are in that Bible... That's what me and Garrett actually both use. So kind of comes in handy when we're studying. Uh, I can just call out the page number to him. Um, It says very simply, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Of course, the him there we know is an implied Christ because that's what he's been talking about. uh, Pretty much the entire Bible. That's what he talks about. He's he is. about his savior Christ. So that him there is an implied Christ. Some versions actually use the word Christ. So how is this verse used by most us Christians? Most of the time, uh, my first thought is those Christian t-shirts, right? Yeah. 
Um, and of course, my first like, thought, my first thought goes to Tim Tebow. Yeah, them athletes, right? <laughs> yeah, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, that's that's kind of their thing. This is the context that they use it in, though, right? I can win. Yeah, that's how athletes use it. I can do great things. That's how we can use it. I can do awesome things. Or I can accomplish my goals that I've set up, right? Yeah. That's the context that we use it in. Um, nothing it's, like with- they, it's like they need to recite the passage mm-hmm. in order to draw power mm-hmm. from another place to mm-hmm. defeat an enemy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Like um, He-Man's sword. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have the power. Yes, exactly. <laughs> You're exactly right. And and see, what what we do is we use it as an I can statement. Yeah. The, the, the subject of the phrase I can is I, which points to what person? Me. Mm-hmm. So we've taken this verse completely out of context by doing that. And it's sad. Um, it, it can, it, it, and like you said, we did it for most of our Christian lives. Um, you know, I think you do it sometimes to the point where you almost make fun of the verse, you know, like you make it into stupid, funny things. And it's not, there's nothing funny about this verse. If we look at it in context, right. Um, John Piper, he, he spoke at T4G. I think I've actually shown you, uh, the document I made that where he was showing how to exposit text properly. And I made like a written guide and I'm going to make you a copy of it. I've been thinking about like typing it up and printing it out and giving it to some of my friends who actually care about staying in context with verses and what the word of God says. Yeah. So the first thing he said on, in this document that I made, and it's really in his, in his uh, sermon, what he, the first thing he really said was, that we need to ask ourselves a question with any text that we go, that we go to at all. And that question is what reality did the inspired writer mean to convey to the reader? So what was the reality that the writer was trying to show the reader in writing the text? Right. And, you know, I don't think we can do that by reading one verse and putting ourselves into that verse as the hero. No. Um, and that's the thing that we, I think we do. That's the mistake I think we make with the Bible. We try to always make ourselves the hero. You know, we're David and Goliath is that thing that we got to conquer to meet our goals. And really we're the sissified Israelites who are running away from Goliath. Goliath is our sin and Christ is David and he's the one who can defeat it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we, we, we try to put ourselves as hero. We used to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Us personally. Yes, exactly. But I think, you know, those who take this verse out of context, they, they, they want to be the hero and we can't be the hero. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Christ is the hero. He's always the hero. Um, but now to, to exposit it right and to exegete what it's really trying to say, I think first we must see what the writer is actually trying to say. And me personally, I do not think that we could do that without reading to actually find the context that he was writing it in. So 
I'm going to read to you uh, Philippians 4, 10 through 13, because that gives the full context of what Paul's saying in this one verse. Instead of picking out one verse, let's pick out the whole section and talk about it. So Philippians 4, 10 through 13, now hear the inspired, infallible word of God. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And that's what it actually says. And we pray that God uses his word to touch people's lives. He sanctifies us by his truth. His word is truth. And we've just heard his word. So what's the truth that we got to find in this text? Um, first thing, I don't know how you feel about it. But after reading this whole text, I don't think that it matches up with what we're saying in our I can statements. No, it doesn't at all. <laughs> that I can win. I can do great things. I can accomplish my goals. I can be the man, you know. Uh, reading this text, I don't get that. No. And that's an important part of what we, what we want to do to bring context back into it. You know, to to show the awesomeness of of Christ and 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 what He has revealed through the inspired writers in His Word. You know, but another thing that I do like to do is I I, I really do like to look at commentary on the verse because there's men who are smarter than me who have studied this thing. Yeah, and they might have something to say. Um, in in our Reformation Study Bible, um. I think that the notes that are in that are awesome. Um, I don't know if you if you're if you're pulled to, but I can read it if you if you want me to. Um, Go ahead. Um, it says the commentary for that particular verse. It says, relying on Christ's power and following His example, Paul is able to face all circumstances with contentment. He wants to impress the same lesson on his readers. So what the commentator is trying to say is that Paul wants the, the people he's writing to to understand that they can rely on Christ in every circumstance and be content um, and not have to stay in struggle and stress even though they're going through things. Right. Um, and I think to me that 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 is the exact opposite of saying I can do everything. I'm awesome. I can do great things. It's to say that, you know, I got to rely on Christ for everything. Not, not myself. Yeah. Um, and another commentator I used, I got, I have John MacArthur's uh, Bible commentary and, and he kind of like his main thing on this part is to like really give context and if you read it, you can kind of see where he's right on this stuff. First thing Paul wants to do is thank the Philippine church, Philippian church for wanting to help. You know, he says that, that you, you, you're, you're concerned for me, but you haven't had an opportunity. So he's saying you want to help, but you haven't had a chance to. And then he says, I've learned to be content in everything I go through. 
So what Paul's saying is he can be hungry, he can be fed, he can have everything he needs or have absolutely nothing that he needs, and he's still content. Yeah, that's that's where I want to be in my life, you know. Yeah. To be that content. Right. Not depend on everything going right to be for it to be okay with my soul. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if we look at it, I mean, if anybody's been through stuff, it's Paul. I mean, he's been through a lot of stuff, right? A little jailbird. Old jailbird Paul, they call him. <laughs> I mean, he's he's been through shipwrecks constantly, bit by a snake. Jesse says that you don't have to worry about snakes. They'll leave you alone. Well, it's in the Bible. They bite people. <laughs> Not only that, they also are the, it was a snake that convinced a uh, man to fall. If you are not, if I'm not mistaken. So Jesse, you're wrong. Snakes are bad. Um, also, you know, he talks constantly about being in change, you know, and what we don't understand is like a lot of times the reason other people wrote his letters for him is because he was in chains. He couldn't write them. He had to have somebody write them for him, you know? So he was, you know, under guard being carried to Rome to, to really suffer. And what he's saying, I think if we are going to exegete exactly what he's saying in this and, and, and read what he intends to bring across is is first of all, that he can withstand any trial because Christ has given him strength. Yeah. Because he's talking about trials here. He's talking about struggles. Um, and I think that the key the key thing that I pull out of that is that, you know, Paul's not giving glory to Paul. Paul is giving glory to Christ. And yeah. in our lives, we should we should be the same. You know, like you said, that let that be a, a goal in our lives. That go- glory goes to Christ and not to us. You know, because Paul realized he couldn't do anything, and we need to realize that same thing. You know, Christ was his strength, not anything else. And I think that's I think that's why we can say that those I can statements are definitely not what this verse is talking about. No. You know, we we spend a lot of time going out of context with it. And, you know, it's it's good to, to put it into context. Um you got anything you want to add in on that? Uh, just uh going talking about your commentators. A commentator. Uh, yeah. I got somebody who does some commentary. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe it's your favorite pastor. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Uh, pastor Joel Osteen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Help All us, right. Jesus. Help us, Lord. This was from January 21st, 2013. Uh-huh. Of Today's Word devotional. So anybody wants to go look at it. Okay. I prefer you not. I'll go ahead and just <laughs> say what he says. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give my best Osteen impression. Oh, boy. I can't wait for this. All right. Here we go. Let's do it. <clears throat> <laughs> that was loud. <laughs> <laughs> Most people tend to magnify their limitations. Oh, boy. They, they focus on their shortcomings. But scripture makes it plain. All things are possible to those who believe. That's right. It is possible to see your dreams fulfilled. It is possible to overcome that obstacle. It is possible to climb to new heights. It is possible to embrace your destiny. You may not know how it will all take place. You may not have a plan. But all you have to know is that if God said you can, you can.
Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> and 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 at the end he finally mentions God as a, <laughs> as the secondary source of he said it so you can do anything you want to do. Oh boy, I pray for those guys. All those guys yeah. that we used to listen to that that God would convict their hearts the Holy Spirit would do do a great work and that they would be converted. Amen. Cuz it's 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 sad and what an awful and if you think about it what an awful stance to take on this he talks so much about what you can do what you can do what you can do which is basically putting people back under their own work and their own ability and we know that we have total inability to redeem ourselves to do anything just like paul says you know his strength come, comes from Christ, not from himself. Right. So, wow. But hopefully one day those people will be converted or, or, or at least silenced so that the church will quit being deceived. <laughs> right. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think that we've kind of covered that verse, you know, we've got several more that we've discussed. You know, there's been a bunch that we took out of context for most of our Christian walk, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're going to run out of them. So we'll uh, we'll get into some more. But I think we've brought this into a good context. If And, uh, you know, uh, going to also try to this week put out a uh, reviewing Romans uh, on Romans 6, 8 through 10 that I preached uh, last Sunday. Uh, via online uh, online streaming. Um, looking forward to that as well. Yep. Um, you got anything else you want to share? Nope, I think that's it. All right, well, uh, you guys be blessed and uh, join us for the next episode. If you love what you hear, like, subscribe, and give us a rating. Also, share this episode with your friends. If you have any. <laughs> Keep up with all that Small Town Pilgrims is doing on social media. Like us on Facebook, Small Town Pilgrims. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Small Town Pilgrims. What's, what are the odds that would be our Instagram and Twitter handle? <laughs> That's great. Uh, su- subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you have any questions or suggestions... Get your own podcast. Or email us at smalltownpilgrims at gmail.com. All right. Well, now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.